Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So welcome to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, myself Sean Basto here today, uh, I think it's episode number 9 that we've got today, um, I'll have to check that. I'm forgetting, I'm doing that many things in a week that I'm forgetting where we're going. Uh, I think it's episode number nine. Uh, I'm here today at Platform Performance in Duckingfield. Uh, I've got the pleasure of sitting with uh, these two great gentlemen here, Mark Council and Stephen Whitaker. Hiya, how you doing? Hello. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me down again. Uh, you were one of the first places that I came to uh, back in July when I first started Eastley Boxing Repeat. That's right. Uh, no way. That's gone we keep thinking uh, we've only been open like two months and realise oh, yeah. we haven't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been open now? Uh, Good uh, question. Well, yeah. <laughs> April, April, wasn't it? April, uh, so it'd be six months here. Well, that'd be oct- oh, seven months, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be seven months here and then we did 18 months somewhere else. But that's, right. It's a long, murky story, but different facility <laughs> yeah well that, that that's why that's part of why i've got you on uh, i wanted to talk about you know what you guys do because while i've been working away and doing what i'm doing in the background when i'm checking my social media stuff i'm seeing what you guys are doing and i'm thinking they're on a sort of a similar journey but in the fitness sense yeah. and i can see how well you're progressing and i kind of think wow you know they're doing really well and I'm, i feel like i'm doing really well and it's like it's mad to it's mad to think like we keep crossing paths everywhere we go um, so I wanted to really get you to talk about your story and, and, and how Platform Performance came about because like you just said, you've not been here too long yeah. but you've you've been in the fitness industry for a little while now, haven't yeah. you? Um, I suppose, well, I'll take over from there. Yeah, you, you started. started off originally, yeah. mate, so yeah. Um, I got asked this yes, uh, was it yesterday, Friday as well, I did a talk at Leeds Union. I got asked a similar question actually, so hopefully the, the answer should be at the tip of my tongue. So... Um, Basically started in a different facility, not too far from here, only about a mile away. 
um, opened there and we started working with general public and the first fighter we started training was Lyndon Lights Out Newman so uh, I don't know if the people listening to this I'm sure there'll be some who know him and if you do know him they'll know what he's like you'll probably be smirking like I am yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's an absolute character um, he was great to have about the gym like literally if, if you asked him to do something before you'd even explain what it was he was already doing it like you could ask him to run through that wall and he'd just be running at it before you yeah. explain anything at all <laughs> But, uh, no, it was great to train. Um, so I started off with Lyndon, um, and then Danny Wright came on board. It was we started working with Danny. Um, I think it was just over a year ago. It was just as he was about to make his pro debut. So we sort of worked with him in an advisory capacity for like the first four weeks, um, and then as soon as he had his first fight, he come and started working with us then properly in the gym, and it just kind of built from there. So um, we worked in the old place for eighteen months and. Across that 18 months, we just kept getting. Obviously, we work a lot with general public as well, getting more general public, but the fighters kept growing because that's what, what we specialise in, um, like the boxing, strength, and conditioning. Um, so, yeah, we had Danny, then along. Bloody hell, I can't think of the order that the people have come to us. But. It was Stacey. Oh, yeah, Stacey Copeland. Um, Charlie? Charlie was probably somewhere soon around then, yeah. So, Stacey yeah. came, she was European silver medalist and amateur. We worked with her when she was still amateur. It was just, we started working with her, she had a quite a, it was almost like a career ending injury. Um, so we helped her uh, rehab from that uh, and then get back into the ring as a pro. Um, she had an awesome stoppage. She wasn't this week and the week. week yeah, before. she did, yeah, with bowlers. Second round. Yeah, so Good body shot. Yeah. Yeah, Good cracking body shot, that. Yeah, I've took a few of them off her as well. <laughs> and uh, they're, not, they're not very nice. Yeah, we both but yeah, so then we was there for like 18 months. We, we outgrew that facility, a few different things happened. Um, we found a bigger, better place, moved to here. Um, and then she carried on growing. So yeah, like, like I said, about 15 now. So more recently, there's like King Gardner's uh, joined us, Damien Chambers, exciting cruiserweight. I actually boxed him as an amateur as well. Um, so, so me and Steve uh, both boxed amateur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both boxed for in Stockport which is now Roy Richardson's Boxing Academy isn't it yeah. which is where we met the likes of Stacey yeah. uh, obviously she trained there that's a Roy Richardson's that's a Stacey's granddad yeah um, and then but yeah so um, yeah so like I say Jane Ball Jane Ball's an exciting fighter he's got a few amateurs nine. as well yeah a few amateurs as well actually yeah. around the area um, so yeah it's about cool. 15 total and then there's plenty of like general public that we work with as well so you guys, I'm assuming you met through boxing together. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, first met probably was like 15 and 16, like over 10 years ago now. So we yeah, met yeah. Um, Staler Bridge, Staler Bridge Amateur Boxing Club. No, that lasted about two years, 18 months, two Something years. Like, yeah, that's how we actually started working with Lyndon because the amateur <coughs> coach who was there went on did a bit of like pro am stuff, and he um, started training Lyndon. And then a few months into opening up the, the old place originally. He got in touch and said I would be interested in helping him with London, so that's how that was how that started really. But yeah, me and Steve met there at Stabler JBC. Yeah, we, it was funny one, weren't it? Because we, we boxed there for a bit, that gym closed. Um just as I turned like seventeen. Yeah. So I was like, we need to start driving. So it was only like local club that was like close to us that we wanted to go. Yeah. And then there was um Bradbury, but it was a good like fifteen minute drive away from us. Yeah. yeah. So literally the minute I passed my test, I was like straight yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was sweet, wasn't it? Yeah, and then that, that was it. Wasn't it? We went down and we never looked back. Really. Yeah. First time we turned up at Bradbury as well. It was uh, in the off season. So we walked in the gym and there's like table tennis table. Oh yeah. Like a pool table. <laughs> like, what's going on here? So like a boxing gym. And then yeah. uh, Roy come over, typical Roy, like giving us a load of stick, didn't he? And 
Yeah, you'd be another person. If people have met Roy Richardson who are listening to this, they'll smirk straight on the face. Right yeah, now. everyone who, uh, everyone in the boxing world seems to know Roy. Wherever you go, it's yeah. oh, you box for Roy. Yeah, yeah. Not too long ago, I seen him, and I've not seen him for a few months. I said, like, "Hey, Roy, how are you doing?" He looked at me and went, "Bet you thought I was dead, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he's like. He's just, yeah. uh, he's not, he, he can, he can be not serious and then just switch into dead serious, like about the boxing can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, even now, like if you're in the gym with him, what is he now? But he's about 86, 87. And if he hits you, we're right. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He don't mess about, yeah. No, no, he don't mess about. It's madness, that. It's mad, it's mad to think that you guys, like, you box together and now you're in the fitness industry together. Um, so, you, you obviously, before you started Platform Performance, you was you were sort of working, training fighters, like you say. Uh, how did you come up with the idea for Platform Performance? Like, things like the name, what what, what brought the name on, things like that? The name uh, come from you, well, you kind yeah. of already had that idea, hadn't you? Yeah, when so, you? when we was in the old place, it had a different name. I, was, I set that with someone else and it was his name and everything. Um, but it was more like I was just driving around and I used to think about owning my own gym all the time and I was thinking if we used to call it a gym you'd have to name it after something related so most people when you hear platform you think it's just random but it actually has three meanings so uh, the first one is if you're doing Olympic weightlifting you stand on a weightlifting platform yeah um, if you win an event and you go to collect your medal you stand on a platform to receive your medal yeah and then the final one is that we provide a platform for success so, love it. In there. I love it. So there's a meaning behind it. Yeah, it's not just it. a it's not just a bang average name. It's actually got a great meaning behind it because you've got your platform, which you just explained there, and then yeah. you've got your performance, which speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because that, that that is what we're focusing. Whether it's general public who are um, trying to look better, feel better, or if it's an athlete who wants to dominate his sport, then that's what we do, like the performance side of it. So and then the, the logo came from. Um, Literally just again, just driving around thinking about it. I had this vision. Steve's <laughs> laughing. Now. I'm laughing because of the giraffe that he first did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where we were, but we, we used to like in the build up where I was like putting platforms together and like putting some ideas down. We sit down and we sat at this. T- we were both like Someone Costa or something say, like we that. We both had atrocious ideas. <laughs> yes, yeah. we both had I, quite a few. I'd say I probably stole the two words from <laughs> So we uh, we sits down anyway, and he's going right. I've got this idea. I'm going to draw it now. <laughs> And his first, like, he's like a P-man, basically, we call him the P-man. Yeah. Um, so he drew this P, and he turned around and showed me on his piece of paper. And the expression on my face must have just been like, it, what? I like, didn't even change. Like, I was expecting, like, mate, that is sick. And he just looked at me like, are you joking? <laughs> we, can't we can't have that. I was like, no, honestly, like, what I can see in my head isn't on that piece of paper. Like, yeah. what, there's something in this. Yeah. But um, it was a guy who went through training was, um, who was he's a bit like graphic designer slash creative slash photographer sort of thing and I was talking to him about it and he was like oh I designed logo so <laughs> so I drew it for him <laughs> somehow he managed to see the vision in my head and not what was on the paper yeah, and yeah. created what you see today yeah and you um, I've noticed as well you're sponsoring uh, a lot of the fighters aren't you as well um, well uh, we don't we, we do um, work with a lot of fighters some some sponsors some not sort of thing right um, a lot of them, are, a lot of them, a lot of them have the logos on. Don't I, I yeah. see them with the tops, and I see platform performance on yeah, the top. To be honest with that, um, I think it's more that because some of them who wear it wear it off their own accord. Right. And I, th- I think it's more that they appreciate the effort that goes into the programs we put for them, because um, even those um, who, who do come to us and, and pay for it, it's it's still for the price that we charge and the service that they get. I think they appreciate the amount of effort that goes into the programming. Because um, no two fighters are on the same program. Everything that we do is so bespoke, um, and the same like the level of sport we get in the gym. We always make sure that they're progressive. And I've uh, seen it with fighters who have never been known to have 
you know, a, a knockout punch who've recently started to really hurt people visibly when they're, when they're sparring or in the ring and speaking to the coaches as well, saying like when they're hitting the pads. And I think you just appreciate the fact that when they come to work with us, the potential's there that it could elevate the career. And I think that they, a lot of them just want to repay that, that favour, really. Yeah, it's obviously great for us. And but like Mark said there, they appreciate it so much. But when they're coming back to us saying... Yeah. Oh, this is working and this feels great it's in the great in the gym and that, that's like that's more enough for us anyway, like that's yeah. what, what we do it for in one in one respect. So. Like they come in and they'll say, oh, I put someone down the other night. Yeah, it's yeah. like I've done that before inspiring or things like that. Yeah. Um and as well like we've had fighters who um been struggling to make weight, um and that, you know, we we've said, Look, let's let's go for it with you and we've helped them make weight and obviously we're not charging any more for that, we've done that to help them out because that, that's what we do. And as well, um we said to you before Sean before we got started about um, we we know what it's like in sport boxing. Obviously, me and Steve box amateur, but yeah. we've seen the professional game for so long. How how hard it is to sell tickets and stuff. So we make a, an effort to promote them on social media on our own behalf and sell tickets in the gym for them as well. So um, I think it's the whole thing, really. I think it's the, the stuff that we do aside from what we charge that, that is the reason why um, a lot of them are so willing to put our logo. Plus, it looks sick as fuck as well. Daddy was saying that. Really. <laughs> yeah. Susie done this on the kit, like, it looks top. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, Susie said to us as well before now about um, the amount of different fighters we work with because obviously she. Yeah, she does a lot of the kits, doesn't she? Yeah. A few times, like, and um, she's done. To be fair, it was her actually. We've not when we started. It was just the black logo on it, just black, red, grey, and it went on Danny Wright's kit, and his kit was black, and obviously the logo was black, so she made it white on his kit. And fucking hell, it was like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, so we ended up going out and buying it ourselves, like um, black t-shirt, white logo. And um, just from literally me and Steve putting a picture on Facebook was wearing it, saying, well, happy with these. It was like, we sold like 20 of them overnight. Yeah, that's true. Like, we, didn't we, we, we just put a big order in for that t-shirt. <laughs> Next week, it was like, we better put another order in Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, well, that's good. That's what you want. Yeah. Obviously, people appreciate when they see a good logo and you look at like the well-known logos like obviously your McDonald's and yeah yeah and, and I'm talking about unhealthy foods but um <laughs> I, it just it's no 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of the uh, I'm just thinking of the first one that springs to mind but that's the most everybody knows that sign everybody even little kids you know little kids from like three four upwards they see that big M and they think McDonald's and that's what you know I'm linking it back into like your logo yeah, and how it stands it, out it and synonymous with um like boxing and strength and conditioning like you know if you're thinking I need some strength and conditioning support hopefully you'll see the little P man and you'll think of us that's the place to go yeah 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 exactly Melissa Susie Wong again on Danny's kit she um, took the just just the P man she basically just on the back of his shorts he's got the big P man yeah, yeah. Running, and Danny was in here yesterday when he came to see us before he went down to London and he was in here like you'll see the little P man and he was jumping <laughs> up and down running about on his shorts on <laughs> But, um, it looks awesome what she's done on the back of his shorts. His kit, like, every time she does a kit, it looks mega, doesn't it? Like, she, I don't think she's ever done a kit. No, I've uh, never, I've never not seen a good kit. Yeah. <laughs> they're always, they're always like spot on. I'm looking and thinking, wow. Yeah. You know, you you certainly get what you pay for when you go there. It makes you want to just like buy something to go on holiday and wear. Like, <laughs> just wear out beach and that. <laughs> no, it's good, and it's good that you know you've 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 progressed from where you were to where you are now, and you you're both running. Uh, from from what it seems and what I can see, you you mean you might tell me different, but I think it looks like it's quite a successful setup that you've sure, got here. We was, yeah, we was we was actually early today randomly talking about it, weren't we? Like yeah. um, we we're just saying like what's with obviously it's coming up to the end of the year now. We we're just saying like what's happened this year and yeah, briefly going through it. Yeah, and um, we we're saying like where this place has come since we actually opened in April, but not just as a gym as such and like how me and Mark have grown. Um, within uh, the strength conditioning side of it and um, nutrition side everything else 
but uh, the community and stuff we've got going on yeah. at the gym now it's like um, it doesn't just feel like a gym to us it's like a, a place and a, yeah, a home for like, most people isn't it? yeah, like, yeah. What is second it like? yeah it's, it's like it's not just a gym it's a community it's like a support group yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, it, and it is as well like you'll have say like Daniel being Charlie being Kane being all these different fighters they'll be training alongside someone who's there just to feel better about themselves so when they see like Danny hitting the lift or Charlie or any of them it's inspiring and motivational and as well it's great for them because then the fighters get um, like that uh, personal relationship with the members and it's easier to promote tickets and stuff and, the, and then as well it's, it's great social nights for the gym then like the last one at um, Oldham Leisure Centre another good VIP show they had um, Charlie and Kane on there yeah yeah um, again two good fights and everything but we had like about 10 members come down and a couple yeah, of yeah. parents and stuff like um, with the members and it was just a good night. It was like 10, 11 of us. It there. seems to be a snowball in that as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Like we've got more and more people asking us now, like, oh, when's the next boxing show? Like, uh, my lad's been asking about even fancies coming. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had one today, like, saying, oh, are kids allowed to come? Like, was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Like, so. Yeah. So you're selling tickets for the fighters as well as doing your own yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's great. It's, 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 you know what? It's really good. Like, I, I, I think that's a really good way because I kind of, again, after when we were talking about it before and I say, like, what you guys do for the fighters and then I compare it to what, you know, I've been talking about, what I've been trying to do for the fighters in some way. In some way, shape or form, I've been trying to help them where I can, which is, you know, either getting people sponsorships through uh, food preparation bars and, and, and putting them in touch with the right people, even just little things like that. You know, it helps them. And yeah, then... Like we, we love the sport and we just want to uh, see it grow in, in a positive way and same as yourself like trying to help fighters in, in a positive way even just aside from again with yourself like the extra things that you do aside from your promotional stuff so like what we were saying before about the extra, extra support with your fighters aside from training like same with yourself like you're promoting fighters who necessarily either wouldn't have got promotion or definitely wouldn't have got it to your audience which is like between all your social media channels and everything like 5,000 people yeah exactly so that's 5,000 more people who would have heard of that person or even ourselves like um, when this goes out that's 5,000 more people who've heard about platform potentially and, um, so yeah big, big up yourself Sean thank it? you very much big up to you guys <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no so it's great uh, I'm, re- I'm really sort of chuffed to, to have you on again like I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on yeah, no. and uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on was uh, to talk about predominantly what you do you've touched on it in bits and bats about the conversation but I wanted you to give people you know who listen to this podcast a bit more of an insight to, to strength and conditioning and to be honest with you you'll, you'll probably be educating me a little bit more than what I already know because for someone like myself um, I, I've always been in and out of gyms all the time and, and I've always gone off little programs there or programs there programs have worked for me in the past and then I've gone off on a tangent and I've not done yeah. anything or I've neglected myself for a little bit uh, and now I'm I'm at the position now at this point in my 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 career and my my working life and my life personally that I'm thinking right I'm 31 years old now and I want to get myself into as good a shape as I was 12 months ago yeah. but since I've started eat sleep boxing repeat because I'm because I'm on the road all the time I'm literally like I'm 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 having to grab the nearest thing you know so the nutrition side of things for me is not as good as what it used to be say 12 yeah. months ago I'm just not having the time to make these these preps and and maybe a chia protein bar who sponsored this podcast maybe when he listens to it he might say Sean you know what I didn't realise you needed a bit of help I might sort you out with some um, with some meal preps uh, to get you back into to shape um, but no I, wa- I was going to say yeah chia, chia protein bar <laughs> no it's a good working relationship that's how it works isn't it you know we all, we all help each other out we're all like a, we all work as a community to sort of help the, the sport which we love which is boxing and all three you know outlets which is your your guys what you do in chia protein bar what we what i yeah, do here 
it, it's it's all in the different ways it helps the fighters so it's it, you know yeah. they they help me with the podcast i help them you know getting them guys to come on board with them you know you get the fighters you train them you get them into prime condition yeah. uh, and along with the, the gym other gym work that they do and it's, it's a big circle really when you look at it it's yeah. a bit of a process but i wanted you to discuss a little bit about what you actually do you know with the guys and how, how you got the guys on board first of all how, how did you get these guys to come into this gym and do a bit of strength and conditioning with you and then also talk about what actually entails in strength and conditioning yeah I think it probably takes two ways. I think I'll say my my areas of training. You can talk about nutrition. And yeah, yeah. Best way to go I will say though something you said there about now you're running the SBR like uh, the nutrition and everything. The least I have ever trained in my life is when I opened my own gym. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, like we used to smash it like six, you know, even seven days. Like some at the best, it was like nine times a week across uh, six days or so. And now it's like I'm, I'm buzzing if I get two free sessions in because it's so hard trying to fit it in between training everyone else. And yeah, it is. Like you say there. But no, um, I think so. To, the way we got started is when we when, um, got approached to train London. He's like, oh, kicked off, really, like I say. From that, then more fighters um, found out about me and what we do and, and just uh, got getting in contact to get on board. And I think it comes, a lot of it comes from when you see a fighter who necessarily wasn't known as being a strong or powerful fighter and then they start seeing him looking strong and powerful you look a little bit deeper into where it's come from and then you, you sort of see platform in the background working with him but um, you could probably take this answer a few ways the way that you say that we work with him and the overall look of strength and conditioning within boxing it has for a long time been in the dark ages as a sport in terms of the science behind the training and um, more probably in the last five years or so it's really starting to take um, come into like sort of modern um, techniques coming on board so my background is I went to Salford Uni and did um, strength and conditioning and then I did a master's degree in strength and conditioning as well. Um, through all that, I was looking at the research in boxing. Um, when I started my undergrad, there wasn't a lot of it about, so there was probably like five papers that where you could take any sort of reference from in terms of um, where the fighters need to work on in terms of getting um, fitter in terms of the cardio, how should that be structured around the boxing training. but. Um, the area that we focused on and what I focused on more so in my masters was where does the force of the fighter's punch come from so if you take um, anti-Joshua and Scott Quigg why I'm, well I'm assuming here that Joshua can punch harder than Quigg <laughs> but <laughs> why, why can why, what, what attribute within Joshua's makeup makes him punch harder than Scott Quigg for example so that is what I looked at um, during my masters there's been a couple of studies since who've um, looked at it, and there's a fellow in uh, Chester Uni at the minute, Edward Stanley, who's researching it as well, using 3D analysis, going quite in depth with it. Um, so they're, they're the kind of, that, that's the sort of background that um, boxing is moving into. That, that's coming more um, prevalent. So you've got the likes of um, Sheffield Hallam, who've been doing a bit as well. Um, I think, is it Danny Wilson over there, like um, boxing science? He's, he's yeah, yeah. doing a lot of research in it as well, Valen Ruddock. Um, it's good to see it progressing. So, the way we work with fighters is obviously they have the cardio set by their um, boxing coaches they get so much cardio in like they don't need to do anymore um, <clears throat> so we fair a lot of them in terms of the science we probably do be doing some less um, but that's that's a whole different tangent altogether but the way that we work with fighters is um, that we get them basically strong and powerful so um, the first thing you need to do with a fighter is eliminate injury risk so bulletproof them first of all um, so we get them in get them all the sort of basic compound stuff under wraps, so you know, you squat, your deadlifts, your basics like that. Um, that does a couple of things, so it will improve performance because um, 
for, for, like I say, the research that's coming on now shows that about three quarters of the punch comes from the floor. So how strong your legs are is about three quarters of the force that comes out at the end of the fist, which again could be one of those reasons why Joshua could probably punch harder than Craig. Like I say, I'm only guessing, so if ever meets got quick, don't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that for any fighters listening, work on that. Um, squat, deadlift. Um, if, you, if you're hitting squat and deadlift and getting them stronger, you are going to be. Um, helping you punch force in a massive so way. one of the things that you're touching on there is just start with the basics yeah. don't like um, try and do anything like extravagant straight away and yeah yeah definitely. Get, get them basics in place and like you said bulletproof yourself first yeah so I, I mean if, if um, it's obviously it's a massive conversation you could have talking about how you periodise it how you fit it in between fights um, what actually you should do in a session why that should dictate what you do in your next session but if you listen to this podcast and you're wanting to improve your own strength and conditioning and necessarily haven't got the resources or funds to go and um, seek out professional help from someone like ourselves just get yourself doing the bench the pull-ups squats start getting those numbers bigger and you're going to be taking a massive step towards improving it um, in a whole anyway um, but then so yeah so that's the first thing we do we look to get them stronger so that'll improve performance and start eliminating that injury risk through all them first few weeks we'll be taking a lot of notes on the way that they move so a lot of fighters will uh, be drawn forwards in the shoulders um, because as a sport boxing it's all front loaded so the front muscles um, develop a lot more than the back muscles so some fighters we have to work on that so that could be two things could be mobility could be strength might be both um, so we'll put extra drills in for that once we start eliminating that injury risk then we focus massively on imp- improving the performance so that's where the longer you work within with your strength and conditioning the better you get because um, the more performance enhancements come further down the line as, as you get stronger you start to become more powerful because you can't be powerful unless you're already strong so then that comes into it so then you start developing the power side of it and then basically you just keep um, trying to improve strength and power then all the way through and keep eliminating that injury risk and it, it's then on top of that fitting that around fights so especially early in the career they might be fighting every four weeks they might be six then they might have a two month break and it's slotting in what, what attributes of their makeup are you trying to improve the most so depending on how much time you've got what the weakest in and sort of collecting all that data together and putting that into a training programme so they've got something to do when they walk through the door How many times a week would you say that they train is it once, twice, three times Strength and conditioning Yeah um, So optimal would be two or three um, the most uh, most of the fighters we work with is two or three um, there's a couple who'll do one and then they'll do one somewhere else if they're travelling quite a way to see us Yeah um, but yeah, the, the optimal is if you're doing twice a week, that's plenty. But you, if you can get a third in as well, um, like quite a lot, the way that we'll structure it for some fighters is they'll do two strength sessions, one power session, just while they're getting strong. And then once we get them, it could be six months to a year till they're in a position where the class is strong. And then we'll look to get them powerful. So we'll switch out then, it'll become two power sessions, one strength. You can see the difference massively as well when uh, the fighters are more and more consistent with their uh, yeah. strength conditioning. When, when they are coming, hitting that two, two times a week as a minimum. And. Uh, smashing that being very consistent with it so it's week in week out and then they'll have like a little break after the fight straight back in the gym yeah. Yeah. straight back on the strength conditioning that gives us plenty of time to work with them as well in between fights when we're not um, Yeah. so a, a lot of fighters they'll come off the back of a fight and they might be out again in six weeks so yeah. we're very limited obviously with what we can do in that amount of time yeah that, um, that's something that I think is, is becoming less so now um, but definitely it's something that in terms of strength conditioning doesn't work is where fighters will train in camps so it'll be if they're not got a fight coming up they won't train and that, that in terms of strength and conditioning that's a massive no because you, yeah, you can make great advances in cardio fitness over 8 weeks Yeah. but your strength can quickly detrain in that time so if you're only if you, you've built up a level of strength across 8 weeks of training 
if you're out for four, five, six weeks, you're pretty much back at square one and you're just chasing your tail all the time. But in that time, over that like sort of 14, 16 week period, it could be so, so much further in front. And like Steve says there, those who get straight back on it after, after they've been in the, the ring, they're the ones who make the, the best advances. They're less likely to get injured, so they can train more, they can fight more and make more money. And then they, they look better in the ring, they're more likely to get knocked out, so potentially could sell more tickets. It also, it also works well because obviously when they're, um, they're not got anything coming up immediately, yeah. they're not in their boxing gym as much, so they're coming yeah. to us a little bit fresher, they're getting a much better training benefit out of it. and then they're, you, uh, you do get a crossover effect between cardio and strength training, so um, cardio training does blunt to some extent how much you can improve strength and power. So... Like Steve says there, if it's off-season and they're not doing as much boxing, that's when we can make the biggest improvements in, in strength and power. Um, so too, like if they come back into the um, strength and conditioning the week after a fight, if they've not got anything to training for, if it's 10 weeks in the, into their future, the boxing coaches are a little bit more relaxed and say, you know, they, they come in, they'll do a session, it won't be as big, they won't have to spire as often, so they won't get as many like interferences from little niggles and shoulders and knees and stuff. So we can do more work with them in those like two, three weeks before they get the uh, announcement for the next fight. So, um, yeah, that's... that. That's a, a massive thing, trying to train all the time as opposed to when there's a fight coming up. And then you've got obviously, a, 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 like you said earlier, a community of people that come here that, that you know that I, I'm, I'm aware that I see, and I thought I do see the posts that go on social media, and I do see the progress of a few individuals that do come to platform performance, yeah. and you know it's great, and I, I, love, I love I love seeing these pictures because I love I think to myself, wow, you know these people are making progress. Yeah. So for me, I think these guys are obviously doing something right <laughs> all, them, all them years of studying that you've done yeah. you know they pay off because you've got, they've got you've got the knowledge behind you yeah. uh, you've now got no pun intended the platform behind you <laughs> to um, they've yeah. got the platform behind you now to, to deliver a service to people so uh, just touching on that what what is it you offer to, to guys that come in you know um, I just, just like any average yeah, Joe probably, like, yeah like me average Joe just walks in a gym one day and says you know what I want to get fit um, what what do I need to do but part of the way we set up why we did is because there's like a there's, a there's a sort of massive gap between your open gym where you go and do your own thing yeah. and then your PT where it's like once a month there's a massive gap between that so everything that we do is coach you don't get anyone who comes through the doors and does their own thing so everyone's on a training programme um, regardless of if they're a fighter or general public so if it is general public the difference is we'll sit down and we'll say right they'll, they'll say to us look I want to lose some weight I want to build some muscle I want to feel better so we'll say right we'll sit down we'll write a programme for that and I think the biggest thing uh, well probably two or three biggest things that um, separate us from others and allow us to get better results than most is one um, which is thanks to Steve on mainly we get the nutrition on point um, Steve goes like our in-house nutritionist as such um, so he gets that on point. Um, two, then you get massive accountability because um, we're always there. So if they're not coming in, we know and we'll, we'll be on the backs and we'll, we'll get, find out where they are, drag them back. And, you know, uh, when people here are in and out of the gym, to be fair, it's um, working away, stuff like that. We're, yeah. even It's not just the sport in the gym that we offer, I think it's um, yeah. everything outside of the gym. We're constantly getting messages. Um, we've got like a um, community group on Facebook, which is a closed group for everyone in the gym. Um, so everyone's constantly we started off that like we was putting posts on all the time like trying to get it going and then now we, yeah. we don't even have to put we can't get a word in edgeways in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's how you want it yeah yeah it's quality like um, they're obviously everyone in the um, gym's helping each other out all the time and yeah. oh I've had this meal today like I've been snacking I've used this and I was like oh that's great I'll try it and yeah yeah. Works, yeah it works well and then probably the third thing as well is like I say that about everyone's on uh, an individualised programme so um, it's that Again, coming back to why we set up the way we did, 
I know like from spending six years at Union working with athletes in the industry for like eight years because um, before Open Platform worked at like Lancs County Cricket Club, England Lacrosse, Man United Ladies, Bottle Metro Swim Team. So my background's working with athletes and um, I, I've seen from that like how misguided people can get with training, um, especially with the programmes. Um, so that's probably the third reason. So it's the accountability, the nutrition and the fact that everyone's got an individualised programme which is suitable for them and their goals and their needs. And um, yeah, we just keep progressing people. Probably the biggest one we get off people is when they come in and say like, I've done this session for X amount of time and I've never moved the weight up. Or I don't know if I'm doing this lift right. And it's the tweaks we make where they'll change a certain way that they move, which you know could unlock a lot of improvement on that lift. We'll make sure that they're always um, increasing the load or once they get to that point where the load might not increase anymore we'll change another variable within the training which yeah. um, is going to keep getting results so if I don't three things but yeah we've seen some massive results with people I was just going to I was just going to ask you that actually uh, just the question he had in my head was what was the what's the biggest result you've seen out of it with one in, yeah well, with one in particular individual you don't need to yeah. you don't have to mention who they are but you know with one particular individual what's the best result you've seen so far there's a few with where like looking straight at numbers that they've improved um, there's a couple who stand out one who lost about 20 kilograms well two of them actually brothers who lost they both lost 20 kilos a piece um, one did it over like eight months ish six months uh, they've one did it over like four um, between them it was like they lost like 110 pounds it was like they lost like a small child wow <laughs> it was one of them as well like obviously we see them like two or three times a week maybe more than that and uh, it's not until you do look back at like the old photos and stuff like that and yeah. you say like even them themselves are like I can't believe it like yeah. look where I've come and they'll show you a picture was like was that really you like yeah, yeah. it's great but there's a couple of us uh, <coughs> who might not have lost that the same amount on, on the scales you know in their own rights they might have lost a uh, stone and a half two stone but it's more like the improvement they made to their life so yeah. you know they, they've gone from hating the gym to finding a love for something they never thought they could and most people who hate gyms probably because they've not found the right gym yeah. it, it's they'll, they'll find a love for it and there's one in particular obviously we're not going to say any names of anyone keep it private but um, <laughs> more than anything now he's like a coach anyone who's like this oh yeah can't stop him from showing how to do everything sometimes we're having to like usher him away from other people <laughs> like, do this like we're like come on come on man well it's amazing to see like you know a year ago um, he was in the region of two stone heavier um, and you know he didn't know anything about weightlifting or anything but now he's like confident enough to um, show other people how to do it and that's massive for us like he's just you know it's bringing people and as well he said about he's been wearing clothes that he bought at college and never fit you know things like that yeah yeah Nothing to like, he said he's had some clothes that he's, he's got out that he's never wore because he's been a bit smaller now that um, he's having to throw them away now because they're too big for him yeah. you're complaining the other day that you weren't <laughs> happy about it because you got to go buy a new wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> that's the best to be fair that's the best feeling in the world because I I I've personally gone through that type of a journey myself on, on, on a couple of occasions <laughs> where I've bloomed up in weight and then when I've lost it and then the best feeling in the world is when you get your clothes and you think, wow, these are too big for me. Yeah. I can go and buy a new wardrobe now. Yeah, and yeah. It, Whilst I don't encourage people to go and do that, as in like bloomed up in weight and have to come back yeah, down yeah. again, but it is a really good feeling when you are trying to trim down yeah. a, and, you know, your biggest indicator usually, if you don't always lose it on the scales, yeah. you lose it in inches and you can see yeah. it and you can feel it when you're putting them clothes on. As well, I was saying about the, um, like the community now and all that, um, we always do weigh-ins in the gym, do check-ins, and we'll do like um, body composition measurements and stuff. So um, when people, they're not too happy with the scale weight, sometimes say, look, over X amount of time, you've lost inches from here, you've done this. Yeah. And a lot of them do feel a lot better. Um, e- e- even if it is the other way around, it's like they've lost a bit of weight, they're coming in. And even like the who we were just talking about a minute ago, he's 
within two minutes everyone in the gym knows <laughs> <laughs> like, guess what like, yeah. another kilo we're like alright oh, quality and you so can see him like, telling someone else yeah, over yeah. the other side at gym someone walked in the other day weren't they we were sat next to the, this lad who'd like lost a bit and he just jumped on and seen that he was like lightest he'd been at that point and uh, there was someone, stu- someone had just come in hadn't they and said well stand there too long I'll tell you what he weighs in a minute <laughs> but it's that like you know he's gone from keeping it a secret to himself but you know he might have been in denial about it to he's telling everyone who walks through the door what he weighs yeah he was yeah in, wasn't about it but we've had other, other ones as well like on the other side of the scale you know we've, we've gained loads of muscle and um, one lad in particular who went from 20 stone about 6 foot 1 um, this was uh, this transformation happened in the old place, but he's still like with us now, and he's yeah. starting the journey again. Um, not from the same position, but he's starting. He's basically a bodybuilder, so he's starting to get on stage again. Um, he's not starting from where he started last time. So he was like six foot, six foot one, and he was like twenty stone, but that was of like pretty much pure fat. And there's pictures of him put out there of he's gone. He went from that down to twelve stone and competed on stage as a bodybuilder. Um, so that's like the, the flip side of it like he's he's not just lost fat he gained a load of muscle as well yeah, yeah. So he's had a little bit of time out he hasn't like bloomed up or anything he's put a little bit of weight on but nothing nothing to cry about sort of thing um, and he's just starting to get back on stage again so he's just got, been getting set up with his nutrition support again and everything but yeah it, it, there is like everywhere you go even just people who we get some people who come to us who aren't necessarily trying to lose fat or um, gain muscle but just want to get stronger get yeah. more powerful and, and feel better so we have people like that as well <laughs> Like the other night, Scotty. So, so we, have, we have two lads here, brothers. Um, oh, right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, one, one of them squats 115 as a, as a one rep max. So his brother, he'd only ever squatted like 70 before, but he was catching uh, his older brother up who squats 115, catching him, catching him, catching Getting closer and closer, yeah. Anyway, then he smashed 115 for like five reps, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And his brother was fuming because like, he was as strong as him, he never had been. Anyway, so it was stronger, yeah, because it was a one rep max, one fifteen. Yeah, yeah, and so. he did it for like one one fifteen for five, and he went past it. He did one seventeen. I think he might have done a one twenty. And the other night, he was like, "Can you just spot me on this?" I was like, "Why? What is it?" He went one two five. It was all like me and Matt was either side of the bar, like yeah, making yeah. sure. He was like, he, he absolutely pissed it. Like five minutes, like he didn't even need to spot you. Then he was like, "I'm feeling strong tonight, really." Boy. So it was like, get a picture, get a picture. He stood there with a bar <laughs> behind him, and he like yeah, gun yeah. show and all that. And he come come over to me at the end of the night, and he went. He, eh. he was writing a post, weren't he? Yeah, he put it on Facebook. I was literally just about to put it on Facebook, like, "Oh, congratulations, blah blah." blah. And uh, just, just uh, before you post that, just count the plates on it. I'm not sure if I got it wrong. You're done 105. Oh, no. <laughs> 20 kilo less. Oh, yeah. He was 20 kilo less. He put 10s on rather than 20s. And uh, But he realised, because he used the same bar then to bench later on, and he realised he stripped it down that he mustn't, when he, when he loaded it back up, it yeah. mustn't have uh, been, the, been the right way. And we counted it. It was only 105. Yeah. And he, he, he was near enough crying, wasn't he? Because yeah. he thought he'd just done a 125. Oh, it was funny. Um, but yeah, we get that as well, like I say. We get people who come just trying to get more, stronger and more powerful. And um, yeah, then the, especially when they're beating the brothers. It's always a bit of competition in there between a uh, few of them in the gym, anyway. Yeah, a few of the uh, fight. We have some around the gym, like the gym MVP, don't we? So most, it comes from um, a lot of while ago. He used to call himself MVP, like the basketball team. Yeah, like yeah. Player. Um, so now there's a few of them who vie for it, like all the time, and yeah, they're always giving it out. But again, it's like. Um, one of the great things about the gym isn't it like going yeah. back to the community field yeah. the thing with it as well which we've seen there's probably like two or three of them who are quite loud isn't they? When, they're, when they're in together they're sort of like banterous against each other but I've seen times where they've been doing that and one of them smashed a new personal best you know, and potentially beat the, like, the other ones around them they'll all go over and congratulate him and say that's suddenly flat mate like well done and it's awesome to see like you know, there's um, banter and competition when it's needed and it's funny 
but then as soon as one of them does something, there's no like harshness about it. It's just like uh, we'll, you know, we'll never ever ever get tired of people coming up to us. We'll be like, oh, like it's not like any other gym. Like I yeah. love the feel of it in here. Like I always go in gyms. I feel like people are judging me, etc., etc. Which obviously, for uh, me and Mark have talked about this previously, where we don't see going to a gym as such mm. like a massive thing for us. But um, the more we speak to um, the members of the gym and other clients. Yeah. Obviously, that takes a, a massive amount of like um, determination confidence and like confidence and, yeah. to for someone who's who might be slightly overweight, etc., to go in a gym. Yeah. To be judged. Yeah, yeah. To to get judged of other people and uh, yeah. So fair play to everyone that reaches out and yeah, comes yeah. to us really because yeah, we never take it for granted if someone reaches out to us because the amount of like mental um, issues they might have gone through in the mind in order just to send that message, just to reach out and say. Um, I'm thinking about training with this massive and we never take that lightly. I think, you know, one of the biggest things I've taken away so far from, from listening uh, to you guys telling me the stories and what it's like in the gym is, personally, I, I don't feel there's there's that many. I mean, you know, someone might, might get in contact with me and say, you're absolutely wrong, there's loads of places. <laughs> but I don't know of many places that that are around that do things the way you do it in terms of creating a community uh, of people that are going and congratulating each other and the biggest thing that that, that impression I get is you walk into any of these uh, franchise gyms that are knocking around that are 24 hours uh, and you do feel like you're being judged when you Absolutely. go in there and I can personally say you, you know I've been into certain franchise gyms before and you, you walk in and you just feel like these eyes staring at you and you think oh for god's sake you know I don't want to come in here there's, there's this idiot there's that idiot yeah, and yeah. that's not the community you want to be in you want to be in there with somebody who's going to come over and say you know what you, your form's a little bit out yeah. this is what you need to do to do it right I can help you and when you've got guys in here that are doing that that, yeah. that, that to me sounds like the perfect combination of, of getting the results out of everybody that you need because you guys are doing a job you're setting these guys on the right path yeah. but then the guys that have been become successful because of what you've done for them and then then they're sharing the knowledge they've learned from you yeah, so yeah. the people that are walking through the door as, as new guys or new, or, or, or new women that are coming in because I know obviously one of the big things is you've got a lot of women's classes going on I've yeah. noticed as well and that seems to be uh uh, a, a big, a big thing here because I've seen it. You know the videos that you post on social media, and I see a lot of the women's classes. And I think, yeah. we, we, I think, we, I think for women, for me, is and from what I know from people I know personally that yeah. they they feel more judged than anybody uh, to to go into yeah to go into a gym and 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 do these types of exercises that that we've talked about uh, because you feel like they're just going to be judged for it you know why do you want to be some bodybuilder you know woman it's not about that and you guys are you guys look like you're about to tell me something so <laughs> go on fire away there's a few points that you touched on there and one is like I've, I've exactly what you've just said there i feel like as well like these commercial changes you go in and you do feel judged and um it is that is something that just doesn't happen in platform like i say if, if anyone is looking at you more than likely is they're going to walk over and say you know, either something you've done wrong, try this. And like the sort of ethos that me and Steve try and work to is to try and coach ourselves out of a job. We want to be able to, people to become autonomous and be able to do it themselves. Yeah. Um, we sort of try and coach them that well that they don't need us, but give them a good enough environment they don't want to leave us. Yeah. That's like the sort of ethos we try and create. And it it shows in like the, how long people spend in platform like training with us. Because we do cost more than your average gym, but that's why we give such a different service. It's... it's in terms, if you look at absolute cost, it costs more. But if you look at what you get on return for that, it's so much less. 
that that's 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 a big thing for me. I used to go to a gym um, that was very much like this, and that's why I say I don't really know many of it. And that that closed down a few years back, yeah. and a lot of people then moved to to different gyms around the area. And I've never found one personally myself that I've been able to go into and walk into and feel that way because I've been to the chain gyms myself. And yeah. you go in and you think, yeah, it's great, you can go in whatever time you want, but then you know yeah. what 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 really am I going to get out of that you know I at the moment I uh, I go to where I work um there's a there's a staff gym yeah. which is very small but it's got everything you need in it yeah. and you can use that when you want but again there's no there's nothing there for me community wise I'm you have to push you you have for me personally I have to push myself to motivate myself to be in there yeah. because the, the 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 biggest thing I found is when I when I was full on training I was better when I was training with somebody oh, um than I was doing it on my own even though I still had the same motivation when I was training with somebody it was good to compete kind of in, yeah. a, in, a, in a way and that's yeah, yeah. the biggest thing I got out of it when I'm you know I'm doing you know doing my cardio and I'm competing and I'm thinking bloody hell I'm, I'm, I'm beating this guy who, who technically should be beating me yeah. but I suppose we take um, a lot of what we do with like the community and pushing each other out probably comes from the boxing gym originally like yeah. obviously there's always um, a load of lads and, and girls in there um, pushing each other on all the time Yeah, going back to the um the female thing as well, like you say, um, of what we push with that. Um, from Stacey Copeland, yeah. uh, if any of you do follow Stacey on social media, you know exactly what she's all about. Mm. Um, when she uh, was a, a young girl and used to go in and out of the boxing gym, obviously with a, a dad and a granddad, um, they was she, bo- boxing was illegal for females yeah, then, so was, there was yeah. no female boxing. And obviously, that's growing massively and massively yeah, at the moment. Is, yeah. Katie Taylor recently boxed for a world title, obviously, with like. Uh, in an arena, yeah. Um, I think at the time there was like forty thousand fans in there, so that just goes to show. Even if you look at grassroots level, it's rare these days. If you go to an amateur show, where there's not one girl who boxes on it. Yeah, massive. True. There yeah. was um, a skills part the other day actually um, oh, on yeah. an amateur show with two girls, which was that's like ten like year old. Ten year old. Yeah, yeah, awesome. two little girls boxing, and that's the first one of them I've seen to be honest. Um, skills battle. Like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think it goes to show again, like, it's going in the right direction for oh, females. Yeah, no, it is. Um, obviously, I, I've been working a lot with uh, Kieran Farrell recently. Yeah. Uh, I'll give him a shout-out because, he, you know, he's helped me a lot on my journey, uh, getting me in touch with people I need to be in touch with to get where I am. Yeah. So I, I always give him a little shout-out for whatever reason. But this week he had a, he had a media workout and uh, he had th- uh, one, uh, Acacia Barron, who's... Uh, 13 and she's the English school girl, school girl champion uh, and every time he does it's the second time he's done a media workout and every time she comes on and does a little media workout with Nathan uh, Kieran's brother yeah. everybody comments go, wow she can really pack a punch for a little 13 year old and she's been up to Team GB training in Sheffield a couple of times and, and then he had um, Sam Smith over from Leeds uh, the other day as well and he had a, a, a young uh, girl she must have been who'd had a first skills bout funnily enough a few days earlier and who was actually due to have it I think over this weekend uh, by the name of Ali and she was in the ring and did a little, little bit as well and he, he's very much like promoting female boxing because it seems to have just in the last 12 months has really taken off big time yeah it's like, the, um, the, the old, like when females boxing was probably just starting to become um, a little bit more known I suppose after it got made legal and then obviously the Olympics with um, 2012 at London is probably when it hit the mainstream on it yeah um, you used to hear such ridiculous comments oh women can box oh that, that's crap and all stuff like that but I think the more attention it gets the more people realise how it's, a, it's absolutely no different than men's and I've had people say things about women boxing to me where they say like oh 
that's crap so actually it's like go and watch one it's fucking awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. i tell you what if you if you think that it's crap get in the ring with one of them yeah. they'll smash you all about the place yeah that is it <laughs> people uh, are quick enough to judge aren't they and yeah. that's the thing until they'll say something but they won't get in, in the ring with like you get in the, I, I say me and Steve like you box with stage but in the ring with stage yeah. and I've got out of the ring before now and we've sparred and fought if that was a fight I've just lost like she's peppering yeah. me all over the place yeah I think I've um, a, I think Sarah Dunn as well who's in the yeah. front she's over from Birmingham I've sparred her a couple of times but yeah, yeah, you, you certainly you soon find out you're on a level playing field, and yeah, there's, yeah, there's no like taking it easy, anything like that. And uh, that, that's how it should be, really. <laughs> that, that was one actually. Eddie, uh, my Steve's coach, was um, is Stacey's dad, and um, you say things like you get in the ring sometimes. Say we just take it easy. Take it easy. I'm trying to try to. <laughs> <laughs> she take it easy on me. <laughs> Tell her that, not me. Oh, it's uh, funny. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome the rise of like women's boxing. It's great to see. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so I just want to touch on what's going on in boxing at the moment. Now we've uh, we've 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 talked for forty six minutes, which is great. It is great. We've talked a lot about what you guys do, which is the reason I wanted to get you guys on. So I'm, I'm dead sure that you've been able to share a story that uh, people already know from 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 around the area. But then you know, I hope that the people that don't already follow it follow it because yeah. it's, it's it's a good journey, and I'm following it alongside creating my own. So it's uh, it's good, and I hope people do follow it, and they can find you on Twitter. On Instagram and on Facebook as well. Yeah, yeah, we're across all socials. Yeah, Snapchat as well. Platform perform, platform perform on Twitter and Snapchat. Mm. Platform performance on Facebook and Instagram. Good. Yeah. So uh, anybody that's listening who's uh, keen fitness, uh, fitness. Um, I can't think of the word. Enthusiast. Enthusiast. That's the platform one. Platformperformance.co.uk. You can go to that if you want full information about what we do. Oh, before we move on to the boxing, actually, uh, I just wanted to uh, touch on something that I've seen on social media again from yourselves, and it just shows how far you've developed in. Such a short space of time. The what the app? Oh, the app. What's the app? <laughs> Talk to me about the app. <laughs> so you can get it off our website. You go to um, platformformance.co.uk/members, or if you just go to the homepage and click members, um, a little box will load up. It'll say switch to mobile. Click that, and then as you save that to the home screen, it will uh, save it as a web app. So yeah, that's basically um, how all the memberships are run now. So you can go on there. Uh, if you've never been here before as well, you can get a free trial for a week on there. Book into whatever you want, weightlifting, fitness classes, Yeah, come and see what we're all about. Yeah, get nutrition support, um, body composition support, everything. Um, but yeah, basically you go on there, you've, you can see what sessions we do, you can book into everything, uh, see the prices of everything that we do, like literally everything, yeah. So um, it got to a point where they were doing it all manually um, and it just got to a point where too many members and it was just like, literally every minute was spent like trying to run memberships. Yeah, yeah. So um, we reached out to somewhere who could sort of develop this app. They had like a sort of software which was applicable for gyms and yeah. programmed it in such a way that we could put platforms information into it. And yeah, there we go. But it was an exciting day. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, um, I was sat there on my laptop and I was like, right, I'll, I'll do some work on my laptop purposely for the fact that if people are contacting me saying um, that I've had problems getting set up or whatever, I'll be ready with it. But to be honest, I didn't really expect anything like so. Laptop open, that our first message pops up. Hey mate, just logging in now, just want to make sure this is right. Check that, and it literally from 9 a.m. to like 1, 2 p.m. It was like screenshots of people who downloaded it, people who was like booking in, uh, people who a couple of people had problems with their email address they'd given me was wrong, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was constant for like five, six hours, and it was just awesome. Like on the uh, side of it that we see, we can see like people booking in and stuff, and seeing like such persons booked in for weightlifting at 6 p.m., fitness class at 7 p.m. It was yeah. just awesome to see, like, yeah. So it's getting like um, like a lot of the uh, franchise places as well because there's a lot of franchise places that do that 
they have the apps and you can go and book in and go to classes and, yeah. and all the rest of it and, and, and it's, it's, it's pretty good you know to hear that you're doing something like that that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I was like wow yeah. you've got this app and it's like they can, people can book in and the, re- the reason we set it up was because we didn't want to start diluting the service that we give so we wanted to make sure that um, we didn't get oversubscribed in these sessions yeah well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's one reason isn't it yes um, well that's that's a very good reason because obviously if you, you're getting that popular and you've got 20 people turning up for a class you can only accommodate 15 people for yeah. you're going to have five people walking away pretty disappointed yeah and not even so much that as well that that was a massive thing like obviously we had a, a few sessions in there didn't we which was like yeah, 15 16 yeah. people in there all and we're trying to coach every one of them there's two and we've got another lad um, yeah three coaches. Yeah, coaches lee who works with us um and a lot of them have been here they know what they're doing and it was great we, we managed obviously but it was like if we have another three or four here we're gonna yeah. struggle and the other thing was obviously everyone who comes in the gym has an individualised programme so yeah. Yeah. if we're spending hours and hours at weekend like going through and mm. noting down exactly who's been in and there was a lot of like yeah, admin work weren't they going into it taking away the time from actually writing programmes yeah yeah spending a, a bit extra time like programming people and looking a bit more into that and mm. making sure we're getting that side of it bang on so. just like as, as numbers increase we wanted to improve like make make sure it's the smoothest like there's no reason why just because there's more people here we can't give a better service yeah. so that's what I was aiming at so there's a few more things that we talked about yesterday that we're going to put in place. So it's just like a well-oiled machine sort of thing. You come in and um, you get your individualised session. And regardless of if there's one person there or 20 people there, you're going to get the same service. That, that, that was like a big thing behind yeah. why we set that up. Good. Uh, so going back, going now back onto the boxing. Um, I, I'm not going to touch too much into it because I, I don't. We'll be here all night otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, uh, to close it down soon. We'll sit, we'll sit here and talk for days and days and days. That's and it. That's that's what happens. You end up. Trust me, I've done it before on the earlier podcasts, and you sit here and you think, well, yeah, it's in two hours. I better, uh, better, <laughs> better not this on the head now a little bit. Yeah, people get bored now. You know, start listening. But no. Um, Lots of things going on at the moment in boxing. Uh, the biggest one is uh, the proposed fight between Andy Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest thing going on at the moment. Uh, there's so much talk going on. Uh, did you see Andy Joshua's uh, morning of uh, random tweets that he was sending yeah, out? He went, on, he went off the morning. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were saying he was hacked, were he? But apparently other people saying no, he wasn't. No, well, he's been replying to other messages <laughs> afterwards, so he mustn't have been, but... Uh, yeah, he was firing what a was bit it? of abuse out. Once a Fury saying um, oh, right. about him being a overweight, get fit, get fit, you fat fuck. Yeah, get fit, you fat fuck. <laughs> and then <laughs> said something to what I'm ready and waiting to something into a while. I've seen Fury's like things. comeback video where he's like, I don't need to be fit to beat you, you big yeah. weightlifter or something. The best one I've seen uh, was the one that he tweeted to Amir Khan. I don't know if oh. you've seen that one. Uh, something like, uh, Amir Khan, yes, I did sleep with your wife, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Have you not seen that one? I didn't see that one. Oh, man. Oh, maybe he did then. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting one. Fury put on, like, um, in that video that Fury put on, he was saying, like, oh, this is the real Anthony Joshua that they hired from you. And yeah, like, yeah. And I yeah. do wonder, like, you hear things about his background, Joshua. You can't be that nice all the time. No, I, I agree. I, I, I love what he's doing for boxing, British boxing at the moment. Uh, but I agree that there's definitely, everyone's got a past and everyone's got a yeah. background and everyone's got a character mm-hmm. outside of what, they, what you see on the camera and what you see, you know, listening to them. I, I totally agree I reckon that, that was probably the real him yeah. and he was yeah. just he's just been let off the leash I don't think he's going to do any harm to his reputation if anything I think he's going to enhance it because people are going to think that's the, this is the real Andy Joshua yeah. this is what people want to see they don't want to see this this guy who's being scripted to talk about that's certain it. things I like a love-hate relationship with Joshua like I love the fact he's 
Britain's heavyweight champion, it's it's awesome, you know, like we're the kings of the best division in boxing sort of thing. But at the same time, it's like I feel like it's like a manufactured hype train. Yes. It's trying to. I think the, the thing not? for me was um, when they got um, Klitschko in the ring after when they announced yeah. the fight, and they yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. like kissing each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hugging each other, and like, like fair enough, shake the guy's hand. Like, there's there's got to be respect there yeah. in boxing, but. Like you're fighting each other in a few months. Oh, so yeah. Stop like, Fury would have like rugby tackled it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like. That's the thing you've got to give it to Fury for. He's always the most open on his guy in the yeah. room. Yeah. So. Oh, Barry Chisora's method when he fought uh, Vitali. Oh, God, yeah. He used to slap him about. Yeah, he slapped. I'm not advocating that, by the way. No, no. No, yeah, but this is it. And Joshua, um, it, it, you know, he's, he's, he's the one that's sort of leading the pack at the moment. And the fight with Wilder um, is the one that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Um, on the spot, it's, it's way off. It's probably going to be like next summer, but who do you think, who do you think really is going to win that fight? I, 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 like I say, because my problems with my, like, my love-hate relationship with Joshua in my own head, Pat, like, I'd love him to win and I'd love him to lose. So I don't... I don't yeah, I'm really not a fan of Wilder, so I'd, I'd no. like AJ to win. I, I think AJ will win. I think he's, um, it'd be a bit more... You'd like to think that as Wilder's swinging around the outside, Joshua just comes right down. Yeah, the I think he'd be mm. a lot more controlled, keep his composure a bit better. Yeah, it? but then uh, again, he's, he's, he's gone off script a few times, Joshua. Yeah, one of them, it's, especially yeah. in the Dylan White fight. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, yeah. Yeah. If that's, you'd fancy... Um, Get finished there off Wilder if he. Yeah, that's it. it. Like if because obviously Klitschko's hit him and put him down. Wilder's got serious KO power. Maybe if it's one of them it. ones who uh, who lands first. That's the exciting thing about the heavyweights, isn't it? Like yeah. it's so hard to predict. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's something we've not seen for a while. That you see, like the, the crop of heavyweights has been a bit poor for years. Um, Klitschko's kind yeah. of been. He's a, he's a very good fighter but you some might say he's, he's a bit of the best of a bad bunch kind of thing and it's a bit of a shame that he was in that era where there was a lot of poor fighters around and or fighters that were were, were were giving it the talk but then didn't step it up when the time came so you know it's good that this type of fight is potentially going to happen next year I hope it does because I, I hope Joshua wins I, I want him to win I, I personally want him to win I want to see him win uh, I don't like Wilder's style yeah, as as as, yeah, a, as a guy that likes pure 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 boxing, a purist. I used to be the guy that liked the brawls, but now I am. I've turned into a bit of a purist recently. He looks like oh, he's a white collar fighter. That's what that's what he looks like. I I was at a white collar show yesterday. I yeah. told you and. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy fighting yesterday that was swinging exactly like Wilder, and I mentioned it on commentary. So when that video goes on YouTube of that guy fighting, he's going to listen to me and go, "Oh, damn, say Wilder." <laughs> to be fair with Wilder, I think they're uh, WC are very WBC very clever with the way they keep that title in America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. You'd like to see, you know, if you look at the names on his record, there's not many that stand out, and you think no. that have actually challenged him. The same with him, you could say he's the best of a bad bunch of back, American back fighters. Go, on, go, on, go, go, go. What about Fury versus Joshua? I pick Fury. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I don't even have to think about that. I'm, I'm, uh, what I've said in the previous podcast, one of the first ones I did was, I, I would like him to win, and I think he would. And the, the issue I've got with it is, I want to see him come back and beat a couple of fighters first. Yeah. I don't want to see him just go. I'm going to shed about six stone. Yeah. I'm going to get down to about nineteen stone, and then I'm going to jump straight in with Joshua. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He is the sort of man that would probably could probably go and do yeah. that, but but I don't want to go. I won't. I don't want him to go in and then. I don't want it to be an excuse 
if you know what I mean I don't want him to go oh well uh, I didn't have any warm up fights and he just needs to stop talking though now he just he just he needs to what for me he needs to stay off social media he needs to get his head down (laughs) (laughs) but he needs to stay off as in like he just he needs to get his head down get training for me and get that that weight off and get back in he seemed like he was didn't he at first when he was out with Billy Joe running and that in Spain and all that but I don't know he seems like he got a little bit off the rails with that he seems to be a bit of hit and miss I want him to come back because other than Joshua, there's, there's, I can't think of anybody else who it gets me excited about watching someone fight in, in no. the heavyweight division. No. Tyson Fury is the only other one because you just want to see what he's going to do at a press conference, yeah. whether he's going to get his belly out and start flopping at his <laughs> opponent, do you know what I mean? Or turning up in a Batman suit and rolling around the floor. <laughs> so these, these are the types of things you want to see. There's one that was Oh yeah, Dylan White. Well, that's what they've set it up for now. Uh, he's go to, champion, he, he is, so he is now actually. Um, I, I believe he's the mandatory for the WBC now, which means Wilder has to fight him next. Yeah. Which I, I know that's what Eddie has been trying to do. You can tell, uh, you know, he's, he's been pretty obvious what he's been trying to do with Dylan White. Yeah. To try and set that fight up, and then. I don't know what Eddie Hearn thinks in his mind. I don't know what goes through his mind, but I kind of see it as. He, well, of course he does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what I see, the way I see it, is he's, he's setting Dillian White up for a fantastic payday. Mm. Does he think he can beat him? I don't think he, Dillian, he thinks Dillian White could beat Wilder, and I think he's putting him in to get him a good payday, mm. but then also get a bit of exposure for Wilder. Is it from the from the British perspective? Yeah. I mean, we have seen him over here. He's been over here once. He fought Oddly Harrison oh, yeah. uh, and destroyed Oddly Harrison a few yeah. years ago. Uh, so he has been over here. Uh-huh. But Adelian White against Wilder then kind of sets it up for the Joshua. Always, it's a fight that can resell it if, yeah. if, if uh, White wins. And obviously, it's the oh god, if fight yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he loses, if he loses, then it, it creates a situation where. How quickly did a dispatch of Dillian White? Did he do it better than yeah. what Andy Joshua did it in? Yeah, and that's yeah. when you—that's when you get a comparison. So I think that's kind of the way they're trying to go with it. If um, White loses and then Joshua was to lose against uh, Wilder, he's got an option of fighting White again, hasn't he? Yeah. So that's, that's uh, you know what? I keep saying it, but I want to see. I do say to people, I want to see that fight again. Yeah. I do genuinely want to see the fight again. Yeah, it'd be a great fight. Uh, I'd see the. Um, White Chisora fight again as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, I think. I think with Chisora because he lost uh, not last weekend. Oh yeah, it was last weekend in Monte Carlo. He lost um, uh, the European uh, heavyweight title, and now people are saying, "Nah, you, that's, that's he's it." Now, a lot of big heavy fights, and you know that weight, you can't, you can't do that too often. I think he's fluctuated his weight too much throughout the division. A lot like Ricky Atten used to do, he fluctuated his weight between fights, and sometimes he'd come in and he was way over heavy for a fight, and yeah, yeah. then he'd try and trim down. And you think, "Yeah, he looks good. He looks good," and then yeah. again, it was the fury fight, wasn't it, the first one. Yeah. It was a joke that one that he came in. Like he'd like it when he trained. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's what Often. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Often. <laughs> uh, so that that's that's one obviously particular uh piece of boxing news that's been going on uh, this week. Um there was a few fights last night, did you catch anything last night at all or No, I didn't last night, no. Uh, there was quite a f- yeah. Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor did really well last night. Yeah, he looks like a good prospect, yeah. And the best bit bit of the fight, well, the best bit of the ending of the fight was the fact that after the fight, he goes up to uh, Vasquez, goes, ah, me, you, me, you, pointing to each other, beer. (laughs) (laughs) And then Vasquez is like, nodding, yeah, and I was just like, wow, that was amazing. You know, this. That's what boxing's all about. Just me me and you, beer. 
fought wow. Stories like that. The one um, when Palmanaji fought Ricky Hatton. Yeah. And he went by in that pint of Blue Moon uh, lager. Stories like that great, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, no, there is. Um, I, I did ask you this before we went on and did the podcast, but who is your favourite fighter at the moment? So, Mark, I got you first. I was going to say this. When you asked me, I couldn't think of it, and I've been thinking <coughs> it through this like, little uh, interview, and I, I still can't think like favourite active fighter. Um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because there's who, so who many of them. Benares? He's awesome to watch, isn't it? Shame uh, and Crowley went in there, but he's just. He, Lenaris just awesome, isn't he? Like, the way yeah, he moves, the way that's his shots going. I don't know, I'll let you. No, don't throw it over to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that. Well, <laughs> um, you can say Mark Council, that's fine. Classes <laughs> as amateur. Uh, active fighters. Yeah, well, it? in my head, I've not retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to be fair, Josh Taylor. Um, yeah. He's definitely an exciting fighter. I'd um, always put on and watch. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll start it off. Um, my my favourite fighter at the moment, active fighter, is Triple G. Yeah. That's my favourite active fighter. Um, when he, when he, obviously, when he fought Canelo. Uh, and they, they're setting it up for May next year, I think yeah, the rematch is going to be. The Canelo. Scorecards. Right. Yeah. I, well, I, I say he's my favourite active fighter, Triple G, but I didn't think he, he, he widely won it, as some people said yeah. he did. Um so it was scored it was scored a draw uh, but a lot of people were saying no no Golovkin won this fight he won this fight by loads of I watched it once and I watched it with the commentary off because I didn't uh, I was watching it via somebody else so I didn't have any commentary and that, I thought that was the best thing for me actually because then I actually got to not get drawn into the commentary of it and get the bias the bias that it can be at the times um, so I, when I was watching it I felt like throughout the fight it was a tale of it was a bit of a tale of two halves and I felt like Canelo kind of picked up the first half of the fight and then Triple G picked up the second half of the fight which when I've when I seen the score at the end um, the draw the, uh, the scorecard for that would give it a draw I thought Probably right. I can't. But then a lot of people were arguing the next day, like, no, no. Well, Triple G took about nine rounds to three, and I was just like, no. It's like you said before about um, a bit more of a boxing purist. It depends which side of the sport you're watching it. Like, yes. If you want to see blood and guts, you'll go. Off. I never understand me when people slate fighters who quotations run. Like when you see videos of me and you go, like, oh, they do all night with run. Like you see yeah. the Pacquiao fans, oh, they just run for twelve rounds. Yeah. Like, you're joking me. You see the replays and like he'll slip his shot and bang up and yep. goes in. So and then he'll get back out again. And he's not ran, he's just he's just landed a big shot. Like it's I, I'm I lean on the side of like if it weren't like when you said about the active fighter, if he weren't retired now, I would have said Mayover because you can't. Well, like, I think he's probably gonna come back. He's probably going to come back, you know, for one more payday. I really do think so. I really do think he's going to. There's going to be one. I keep, I keep looking at these little American uh, news articles that keep popping up here and there, saying he's back in camp. And mm. I think, you know, what I mean, is it just never a, been out of camp though? Has he? Really? No, he's not. You're right. He's always. He's still there. He's still always there. But he could. He could quite easily get back in and, and beat a lot yeah. of the fighters that are out there now. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether or not he does come back. But yeah, like I said, a boxing purity side of things. A few years ago. I was kind of uh, very narrow, narrow-minded in the, the, the respect of the first major fighter that really got I followed from start to finish was Ricky Hatton yeah. from the start from '97 up to yeah. the end, yeah. um, which I think was 2012. His last fight. What Ricky did for it was unbelievable. Really. Yeah, twenty thousand in Vegas. That's nuts. Yeah, I struggled to sell twenty thousand in there. Like, 
He took all them fans yeah. over and only so many thousand got into the arena and the rest yeah. of them were just in the bars around it yeah, yeah, just to be over. there, just to and be in Las Vegas. He went to it and just said like it was unbelievable that yeah, occasion. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just what Ricky did was, was next level and he was uh, as an entertainment sport you can't really go any further. Than can. Well that's what I was referring to when I say a few years ago because I watched the majority of his career yeah. Um you know his style was was very aggressive, very you know he was a very good boxer as well. Yeah. He, did, he didn't always show it. He did, he did a lot more in his, early in his career, but towards the latter end he didn't. And he was kind of uh, once he got, I think once he beat Costa Zou, he, uh, he's kind of stuck with that style that beat Zou yeah. for too many fights, won too many fights, and that's what I kind of think was his downfall yeah. um, when he, when he went in against the better fighters. Not saying he would have beat Pacquiao or Mayweather, yeah. but if he wouldn't have fought the same way he fought. The latter fighters, I think he probably would have had a bit of a better chance of yeah. maybe not being knocked out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looks he looks just like his dad. He looks like yeah. in exactly the same yeah, shape as his dad. Yeah, that was um, like we mentioned earlier about Robertson Boxing Academy. That's where he boxes from. So yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. We had um, two two, didn't we? National oh, yeah. champions. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> 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 I forgot his name. A young lad, good boxer. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it, haven't you? Give him a shout out. Give him a shout out. Uh, well done, national champ number two. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's it now he's getting the phone, the phone coming out um, no no it's, it's so that's what I was kind of comparing the boxing purist side of things to like I, yeah. a few years ago I would have been like yeah, yeah I'd rather see that type of fight like Hatton but now I do appreciate it a lot more um, yes yes that, that's probably going to be um, we've had some good fights this year actually you know, yeah, Canelo yeah. Triple G and then we've got the uh, Rigondo and uh, Lomachenko which is uh, going to be a, a purist fight awesome. complete purist you know, fight I'd say actually favourite active fighter probably Lomachenko there you go what yeah. about you Steve what do you think Lomachenko what do you think Lomachenko oh, awesome unbelievable I used to watch him he's ridiculously amateur. good like every time I'm um, well it's not that often anymore but when I do go on the bags I do try and like <laughs> box similar to him or at least like that's that, a big that, statement. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd always uh, have someone who you look up to, don't you, from being a young kid who you kind of develop your style on. And I'd always try and box like. I'm not saying I'm anywhere near like <laughs> what he boxes like. I, I, sometimes I do think I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Expectation no, I, versus I, reality. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I did hear that Lomachenko uh, tries to think of Steve when he's on the bags. Actually. I have heard rumours of that before. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think we need to see him in a few next few weeks. If you need to get him when he's not looking, you know, like just do a secret little video of him and post yeah, it. Yeah. Like, expect- and, and, do, and do a little Lomachenko video next week going expectation versus reality situation. Nah, the things that Lomachenko does, like I've seen the video of like the Matrix, videos, yeah, and he's like dodging shots. Yeah, he's, 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 isn't he's it? phenomenal, isn't he? Yeah, he he's is. Like a different level of fighter. No, yeah, Triple G's mine, but Lomachenko definitely comes a close second. Yeah, uh, he's he's just so good. He's right? like a cross between the boxing purist and the blood and guts, isn't he? Yeah, because like, he, he can do he can do he both when he wants to. He can do it when he wants to. He doesn't have the thing is he's not had to do it because a lot of the fights that he's been in, even though it's only been like nine professional fights, uh, but he had hundreds of yeah. amateur fights. He, he, he's developed his style so much yeah. throughout the years of being an amateur that he's just transitioned so well into the pro game. I think he's his second fight. He was in a world title yeah, fight, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, against Salido? He was crazy, yeah, man. He's just, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my life. I don't think I'll, I don't think we'll he, ever see he that he again. That one, then boxing his third again for him. No, he lost. Didn't he? He, he lost. Yeah, he did. He lost. I think he fought again for his third. Is that right? 
Yeah, he fought for a world title in his first fight yeah, and then won the world title, yeah, yeah, obviously. No, Sean, I'd be interested to hear what's your favourite fight of all time. Oh God! Wow! <laughs> Again, feel free to say Mark. This, <laughs> this this is a very very difficult one because there's so many, um, yeah. you, there's so many of them out there, and and oh God, I can't I can't I can't even say, you know. You, you oh yeah, I, I can tell you. It's straight, such right? gone. That's just from the name, though. Yeah, I know. Might have been Sweet Pea, Penelope. Penelope, yeah. Have to be. Yeah. That's where Stevie Sweet Pea Whitaker comes from, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh God! You know what? It's, I'm racking my brains and thinking of all the fighters I've followed over the years. Um, and yeah, I remember one's uh, Marvin Agler. That's what I used to have my name on Facebook until someone reported me. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, it wasn't long ago that happened, was it? Reported me that it wasn't my real name. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to remove it. Yeah, I had to remove it. I'm just Mark Council now, unfortunately. But um, yeah, marvelous Marvin Agler. Just for me, the, his attitude and the way that he fought was um, like if he was going to win with someone. He had, he had a little saying of destruct and destroy. That was his fighting style. And if he was going in the ring with him, he wasn't trying to fight. If you look at like the Hearns fight as a prime example, yeah, he didn't. He just bell went and he was in your face. And he was just trying to take your head off your shoulders. Like I, I just love that. But he did it with such like finesse and um, boxing skill as well. I love I'll probably say I, I'm. Not, I, I, will, I will say who my favourite fighter was of all time, and uh, I know who it is. But I didn't want to say it, but then I thought, you know what, I'll say it anyway because at the end of the day. Um, it's just it's 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 because I followed that particular fighter. You know, that's one fighter I've I've, I've followed throughout the whole career. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen every other fighter um, throughout their career, but my my sort of favourite fighter um, growing up was Hatton, yeah. uh, and I can't deny how much love I had for the guy. Yeah. Although I'll tell you a little story now um, that when when I, I'd, I'd never I'd never met him, and I met him a few months ago. Through doing this, and it was like it was like a proper fanboy moment for me, like big time fanboy. I didn't go all fanboy on him though. I just I was just yeah. You squealing as you ran away. (laughs) But but the the disappointing thing for me it was like you know when you say don't meet your heroes, and I was a bit gutted because he wasn't he didn't seem like he was in the best of moods, and I just I was in the back. To be fair to him, like he gets hounded at boxing shows. Yeah, he was, and he was in he was in the back, and I was in the back, and I just said um, I just said hey Ricky, you know nice to meet you and um, I've been a fan of yours for years and all the rest of it I said I've now started my own thing up I said I'd love to come to your gym and stuff he said, yeah yeah just get in touch with uh, his agent Paul Speak and yeah, yeah. whatnot. and then later on I, I, I said oh you know was there any chance I could have a picture and he just didn't look happy and I thought <laughs> oh wow this is hard this is hard to take because it's like I've, I've, I've spent money on this guy you know watching him I've followed him yeah. I've done everything you know I had the t-shirts the programs I've still got all this memorabilia type stuff at home and it's I just felt a bit deflated because I thought you know this is the moment I've, I've Sounds dead cheesy, but I dreamt of that moment for years. Watch, yeah, watching him. Yeah, like you idolised him. And I'm not saying that. I just caught him on a bad night, probably. Um, he does get hounded. At he does. Though. He does. To be fair, and he did get hounded that night. Yeah. Um, when I, when I met him. That was all the money. It was. Yeah. It was. But and he did get hounded that night. Yeah. But again, it's hard because you know he has gone through a lot of stuff himself in the past couple of years, and yeah. I don't know what that's kind of taken out of him as a person. And yeah, I've met him a few times myself over the years, and uh, my. Mum's side of the family with friends with like his side growing up. So I saw him like before he got to like the mainstream and stuff. And um he was like one of the nicest guys you've ever met. So I met him on a few nights out down Bridge as well, I bumped into him. He's funny on a night out when you bump into him. I've seen you know what, I've seen some video um on social media about two weeks ago of him 
dancing in the middle of a club somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Some, some girl had videoed of him and he's got like, and then it's like a Snapchat video or something and he's got something on his head and he's dancing <laughs> around and I was thinking to myself, what? <laughs> one of the first times I'd met him out, um, I think before that I'd only ever met him briefly once when I was out with my grandma. My grandma was like, all right, Red, can we talk to him in I market? But the next time I met him properly uh, was in Staley Bridge just after he boxed me over and he was Bobby Rimmer at the yeah, time yeah. as Man of Steve's amateur coach. And... Um, we bumped into so we talked to Bobby and then I think Ricky walked out the corner and it turned out they were on that out after the fight so I had the bruises on his eye off me over and um, that night we bumped into him and uh, got talked to him into at the toilets at Pavilion <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> Class, right. classy place yeah, as always yeah, yeah. and then but when he come back out um, I said Rick can we have a photo there's about five of us and he looks over like the group of friends I was with and he went yeah but only if I can wear his glasses he pulled his glasses <laughs> off his face so he went and say no to him he was like world champion at like well away like literally just lost his title so yeah it was funny there was a picture of him I was trying to find that picture the other day um, but yeah there's a picture of him there smashed of like me and my group of mates he's got <laughs> no he's a, he is my favourite he is my favourite fighter of all time but another favourite fighter com- coming in at a close second is Mike Tyson yeah. Even though he, even though he's he's regarded as one of the best heavyweights ever, he didn't do as much in his career as what he should have done, essentially. It but what you think. he did what he did in the first few years of his career yeah. was enough to cement that legacy that he's got. It's crazy to say about Iron Mike, like from what he's achieved, to say that he underachieved. Yeah, but it just shows like the caliber. Thing is, though, when he um, first like blew onto the scene, he was knocking people out. He was eighteen year old. Yeah, do you know what I mean. He's twenty when he won his first world title, the youngest ever world champion. So um, to have that massive level of fame at such a young age, you can only. Do we, expect him to come off the rails in one sense you know what he, he, talking of podcasts and what we're doing he's got a good podcast you know oh, really? I would recommend listening the to it one, yeah. yes um, it, it, well it's a bit of everything but the stories you get out of him <laughs> oh they're great and he's, he's you know it's not I wouldn't say it's specifically narrowed at boxing uh, because there's a co-host on who's an entertainment guy in America I oh, can't remember what his name is but um, he, he does it with him and it's but it's good to hear the stories. There was um, there was one that I'd recommend listening to, uh, and it was um, the one with he had Lennox Lewis on. Oh wow, what oh, what's yeah. there's some yeah, great no, stories that came out of that, yeah. and the banter between him like yeah, yeah, yeah. when Lennox Lewis talks about the fact that he, he said something like, "Oh, I was looking down and um, I just seen this guy gnawing on my leg," <laughs> 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 just like, and it was Tyson, yeah, and he just that, yeah. That was the one when, uh, yeah, that's the one. But no, if, if, any recommendations for podcasts? That's one I'd say. So if you want to get someone who's got stories, you want to get Ryan Oliver on your podcast. Yeah, we need Ryan on because he's, he's local. We train, uh, we train him normally twice, uh, like Friday, Sunday. And the things that happen to him between Sunday and Friday are phenomenal. Right, you need Friday to Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you, de- you definitely need to let right. him know. So you much need happens. Put him in touch with me and I'll tell you what, I'll get him on him. I bet we'll have a laugh. Oh, yeah, you can't not do it. We did a video with him in here. We did like a video interview with uh, Aki. Yes, Aki. yeah, I did see that, yeah. The, the things that Aki had to cut out of that video. Oh, man. If you ever see Aki and he's got the opportunity to, get him to give you them outtakes. The things that <laughs> to chop out of that video. <laughs> I, see, I, I was actually with him on Friday, funnily enough, at the VIP show. He was just having a laugh about some other good little stories uh, that I won't mention on the podcast because they're, yeah, yeah. they're not for podcast listening ears. <laughs> um, Aki not looking sharp and fresh. Uh, he's a bit. Um, right, he's a bit. He's a bit drunk on Friday, actually. To be fair, but he still looks sharp and fresh. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I don't know. He does it. I don't know if it's like a social media thing where he doesn't allow photos, or he's not looking sharp and fresh or what. But he's always. Uh, <laughs> he? 
Yeah, no, he is. He's a good guy. He was having a good laugh on uh, on Friday night, actually. Um, but no, that, that that's probably about it for me. Um, we've gone through everything I wanted to go through with you guys, which is about how it all started here, at platform. Yeah. You know what, what you did before platform, uh, the boxing stuff, um, the, the fighters that you train, how you train them, the, the the guys that come in, the app, everything that's going on. It's been it's been amazing, like to see how far you guys have come in like this, but the same space of time as you know, kind of where I've come and I just think, wow, you know, there's there's, there's, there's other guys out there that are chasing this, the same dreams, um, they're chasing their own dreams and, you know, it's, it's mad to sort of be sat here uh, doing a podcast and, I've, and I'm really happy that um, I'm, I'm sat here. Yeah, it's cool. Was, we were saying earlier, like, you, you was, uh, I think, third interview, was it, when you had Danny and Earth? Yeah, third second, interview and, uh, yeah. We was we were open too long at that time, was we like no, month in or six? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was great for us, and it's like we say every time we're at boxing shows with all the lads, we always see you popping about <laughs> yeah. on social media all the time. It's like yeah, another show like, and another show. When you come in that time, I think you had like hundred likes on Facebook. It was only something small, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Massive, like two thousand followers in six months is not easy. No, it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a very hard graft, and um, I I do, I do take a lot of time away from my family to do it as well as working full time. So yeah. it's not my full time job. But yeah, pe- people don't see that side of it. No, they, they don't. Um, you you know they see it, and it, you're, it's amazing the places you get yourself to. But the things you have to do in the background in order to get yourself there, yeah. you don't see that side of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm sure you guys have to go through the same. I mean, yeah, I've seen pictures of you when you were, when you first got to the gym here, and it was just like <laughs> you were in here till daft o'clock in the morning doing bits of jobs and stuff. And I'm, you, people don't see, always see that yeah, side of things. Did, like, I spoke at in the talk at Leeds Union, like I mentioned before, and it was um, it was like six pm to like three am for probably like four, three to six days a week, probably seven yeah. days a week. For like three months to turn this from like a derelict building into what it is now because like we didn't have the budget and we didn't have um, any resources just to to make it happen yeah I think it was like looking back now we say like oh we could have done this we could have done that like, <laughs> we couldn't like we yeah, did yeah. everything we possibly could like um, like I said we had no resources we didn't really have any funding no. we had whatever we'd made we from like the last members. gym <laughs> yeah we had like a few members from the old gym which luckily all crossed over because if yeah. not we wouldn't have lasted long would we no, no, no. and uh, yeah it was just but like I say, putting that work in, it's yeah. it's great to see that yeah, you know, you still like, working hard enough. Like you've just said there, that someone else chasing the dream, and making it happen. So. Yeah, you've, you've just got to, haven't you? You've just got to do it. And then we're doing the podcast, and then um, so I think really what I want to touch on finally really is for you guys, and it's just a, a, an opportunity to to put some uh, advertisement out there for yourselves. Is there anything going coming upcoming that you can tell uh, listeners? That might be going to be interested. Um, I'm just trying to think of stuff that I've seen on social media where I noticed the community stuff you were talking about earlier. You did some event like a, a, a tough mother type event, weren't it? A few weeks, you know, a few weeks back. Yeah, we do all sorts of stuff. Um, we did the it was rough runner, what we did um, in Altrincham. Yeah, um, Stevie's mum nearly killed us there and back driving. Don't yeah, get a that's that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the scariest bit of the day. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the travel later is scary, but not scary as the ride right home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think the next one's uh, drinking our golf, and we're doing a uh, Christmas do for all the members. Right. Just thank them for the support over here, really. So we've booked out like two full courses at Drinking Our Golf Club in town. Um, but I suppose, in terms of advertising sense, I suppose um, check out the social media channels and uh, website, um, and we've got some big plans for New Year if anyone's looking for. Um, some support for yeah that's it I'd say follow us on social medias um, might say platform performance yep. and platform perform on Twitter and Snapchat Yeah. and uh, look out for the big advertisements that are coming over obviously in the lead up to Christmas 
If anyone um, is a bit more uh, <clears throat> active with it, they can just literally get themselves on the website, start the free trial, uh, put themselves in, and then we'll see them when they come. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people um, tend to at this time of year look at New Year and want to. Oh yeah, New Year, New Me. Started. It's always yeah, a New yeah. Year, New Me start. Yeah, but check, check out the website. Like I say, there's a free trial there. Yeah. Take us up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. C- come and uh, get signed up. Literally click on the website. Take you two minutes. Yeah. Come down, see us at this place. If you like it, then. I might be coming down. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, uh, still get the same level of support as any of the fighters. Yeah. Anyway. That's the great thing, like, we have, um, we've, we've touched on it already, we have, like, um, all, a lot of the fighters in here, Danny, Charles Schofield, Kane Gardner, Stace Copeland, Ryan Oliver, there's loads of them professional fighters. Yeah, that we, Chambers. Yeah, Chambers. Um, and general public are coming in here, like, we've had a few of them who've watched them, like, on the streams, like, on uh, yeah. Facebook stuff, and they're like, is yeah. that, is that a, Danny Wright over there like yeah yeah we did is that Charlie Schofield yeah, yeah. like yeah yeah like, I, wa- I watched him the other night like I've had a, quite a few of it yeah yeah there was one lad there who um, he'd, he'd watched Charlie on the live streams at VIP do um, and then he was training next to him and he come over to you the next day he was like is that, is that Charlie Schofield celebrity celebrity Charlie I watched him the other day on a like VIP I was like yeah yeah that's him yeah. alright oh, also I was like Charlie yeah, and Charlie come over yeah he's nice isn't it I don't know you weren't sat next to me at that point but when was that um the boxing show on the weekend Danny Wright went just to watch he went fighting yeah yeah he was there yeah um, nudged me and said he's like Danny don't know he's never actually been in at the same time and Danny right and, um, but yeah he'd seen him on like the posters we have up in the gym and that and uh, he's like is that Danny Wright down there but yeah it's good like to get that, to get that going. Well, it just links back into what you were saying earlier about you know when you do all the helping with all the tickets and promote that for them guys as well, and you know it just it creates a, a following for fighters that you know going somewhere and yeah. the guys that are in the gym are getting to be around them in the gym, and it's, it's it's quite inspiring you know to be around somebody that's a professional athlete. Oh yeah, massively, yeah, definitely. Especially some of the numbers that some of them throw about. It's, that in itself is inspiring, let alone the fact that they then go and uh, compete on quite a high level like yeah. any fighting tomorrow night which we think we we'll talk about before we think yeah. we'll watch I hope it is because I, I do want to watch yeah. him I do want to watch him there. he said uh, maybe it's not live it'll be repeated so yeah we'll have to have yeah. a look out for that yeah there's uh, there's another uh, lad from Bolton that I've interviewed before Jack Flatley oh, yeah. uh, he's on it as well uh, so I want to see his fight uh, I'm not too you know, I'm not even too sure who else is on it but I'm going to uh, yeah, it's Steve, Steve and Daniel's the main event, uh, right. European champion. Danny's actually been sparring in the lead up to it, so yeah, yeah that should be good. Yeah, I've seen Jack Flatley box a couple of times as well. He's pretty uh, decent, Jack. In the amateurs, <laughs> seen him in amateurs in the Northwest Regional Final against Scott Fitzgerald. That was a cracking fight. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure if I've ever asked you. Have you ever boxed anyone as an amateur who's gone on to be a good pro? Um, Have you ever seen any amateurs who now a high level pro? Jack, no, the the two I've boxed are Jack Cullen. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a win on Friday. Yeah, he's looking quite good. He's actually just called Jack Flatley out on social media the other day. Interesting. Yeah, so I'd say I commented and I'd say that'd be a good scrap if you two got it on. So yeah, that'd be a good one to watch. Yeah. Um, the only other one who I've actually boxed is Kane. Who now? (laughs) (laughs) Have you boxed Kane? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. I'll tell you, I've got. Don't ask about that. Just because um, I was thinking about when we did them videos with uh, Mr. Potter George, we asked George Wilson, who's amateur who trained there uh, from Robertson's Box Academy, he boxed uh, Jimmy Kelly. Jimmy Kelly's an amateur. Right, he Jimmy Kelly had a good win. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good win a couple of months ago at MEN. Chambers, who we now train as well. I boxed him in the after as well, isn't it? Did you? Yeah. He's doing really well, London, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. It's, uh, it's mad. I've got one more question before I sort of call it a day. What's with the shark above Steve OZ? Sharks don't swim backwards. Oh, uh... So this is um, all the way, 
Mark took a bigger interest in Shark Tank than I did. I'm not a weirdo. You're not, you're not like, a, like Chandler out of Friends, are you, when he gets caught watching Shark Porn? <laughs> it would surprise me if, that's, if it's not happened, it will happen. I've had the accusation level that means. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, when we were doing this place up, so obviously, we were doing long, long hours, and we was always, sometimes we was like half delirious here. And yeah. We needed to find some sort of inspiration to keep us going sometimes. and yeah. Mark found his inspiration through Sharks. Yeah, and I was reading, I don't know if I was reading about it, I watched a documentary or something. Um, at that point when we did this, it was like so stressful. Um, for me, anyway, Steve doesn't feel stressed. Steve's plows on. I don't do stress. Things just happen around Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, no, I, was, I was so stressed, I had so much going on. And uh, somewhere along the way, I was, I thought I'd say, reading or watching about Sharks, and there's a few uh, interesting facts about Sharks, but the two that stood out is uh, Sharks can't swim backwards all the day, uh, and Sharks don't sleep, they just slow down for a few hours. Um, both of those felt quite relevant at the time because me and Steve weren't sleeping it, just feel, it did just feel like we were slowing down for a few hours um, but the fact like it was like a because sharks are like the kings queens of the ocean yeah yeah so it's like a metaphor of what you got to do to stay on top like um, you just got to keep going to forwards top. so sharks don't swim backwards I love it so uh, we're actually uh, having a t-shirt made with a platform logo and uh, sharks don't swim backwards on it that's you know what that's funny so if um, wh- when's that coming out uh, probably in about a week or so yeah, um, yeah. can people get it from the website if they want uh, to they can do um, we just have to collect it in, in the gym ok uh, cool. we will probably have that on because one of the things with the app is there is going to be a store on there where we can buy grocery and stuff so um, we will have t-shirts on there as well but yeah if uh, even if you don't buy a t-shirt just remember to yourself sharks don't swim backwards Love it. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch uh, with the guys from Platform Performance, you can do uh, via the social media handles which you've heard throughout the show. Um, and even if you've just got any questions and you're a bit unsure about coming into the gym or you're a bit nervous about coming into the gym, because I know there's a lot of people out there like that. Uh, if you've got any questions for, for Mark or Steve, or, you know, get in contact on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or Instagram, and they'll be happy to answer any questions. 100%, yeah. We do a lot of um, videos and stuff as well, like um, on our Facebook pages. Just more trying to be like a little bit educational. There's a lot of um, misinformation out there, should we say, yeah. um, in the fitness industry, and we just try and break it down as simple as we can, and just give you little pointers and try and point you in the right di- direction of your fitness journey, basically. Yeah. Cool. Have you got anything uh, final you want to add before we call it a night? I quite like to finish on the sharks don't swim backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, having us on yeah. there. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you, you'll get it on. It's been nearly an hour and a half, guys. I'd say we could say for another two hours if you want. I know, it's, it's good fun, isn't it? Once you get, like I said to you, once you get going on these podcasts, you just kind of like, yeah. everything just flows and you just think, oh, what a ass, I want to talk about that, I want to talk about this. Yeah. But it's been a pleasure having you on and, I, you know, I really hope, um, you know, that people do get in touch with you that are maybe a bit unsure about coming to a, a particular gym um, because, like I said earlier, it's the only one in the area that I know of and people might correct me on that. I I, you know, feel free to correct me, I'm not bothered, but, I just I just don't know any other gym that has the same level of community and support that yours does. Again, if there is any other people out there listening who do have another gym or community similar to ours, then reach out, drop us a message yeah, as well. Definitely. and We'll be happy to have a chat, come over, see what your place is like and maybe learn a bit from each other. Yeah, okay. massively, yeah. Guys, thanks very much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Hopefully do it again in uh, another... Yeah, in another in another six months, we'll see what success we've got yeah, yeah. between us. Yeah. Too big for us, then, Sean. No, no I'm, never, I'm never too big for anybody like that. <laughs> Not at all. Right, guys, thanks very much. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.